Okay, hi everyone to Where Faith Meets Conversation with Kenke. Uh, my name is Kenke. If you don't know me, and welcome. If you do know me, welcome regardless, either way. Um, so today I'm going to talk about, um, I don't know, I mentioned on a podcast that um, I had a conversation with an, an atheist. Um, the person is my friend. Um, they're really cool. The, the guy is really cool, fun and everything. But um, I think this was the first time I can say that I've had a conversation with someone who doesn't have any faith. And it was, would I say the first time? Maybe not the first time. No, 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 no. Mm, yeah, okay. Maybe not the first time because obviously in first year I had like flatmates who weren't Christians. By that time, I was not really even too strong in my faith to really you know, give them my salient knowledge on Christianity. Um, but I think this time it was less about giving this guy my salient thoughts on Christianity and more about just hearing what he had to say about what he thought about Christianity. And I, there was something that I realized um, about Christianity as I was talking to him, which was really important to me and I felt the need to share which is how much Christians do not admit to things. Like how much Christians are unwilling to share some of the worries and some of the doubts or fears that they have because they do not want to seem, quote and unquote, less Christian. And I think that that is so interesting to me because I've always, I've also been in that position, not always, I've also been in that position where you kind of want to preserve the level of your Christianity, if that makes sense. Like you kind of want to preserve the level of your outward appearance of Christianity. And I think that is so wild. Um, Like I said, I've been in that position before where you kind of just want to maintain the Christian look. You kind of want to maintain that you're Christian. And I think that it's less, sometimes it's less about wanting to maintain the look of your Christianity. And sometimes actually just the fact that you don't want anybody to ask you questions that will overly challenge your faith or you don't want let me not say you I didn't want anybody to ask me any questions that will make me feel like I am less of a Christian than I am or I didn't want anybody to ask me any question that will have me second guessing my faith so I avoided all those type of conversations altogether um to be honest like to some degree I do feel like that's wise like if you aren't really strong in your faith or you aren't really curious for Christianity like if somebody asks you a question you actually want to go back and kind of learn and kind of understand in a way that okay when you come back you come back 10 times stronger it turns come time or no maybe not come back 10 times stronger but like it kind of makes you curious to the point that you go and figure it out for yourself or you go and ask for yourself or you go and find out for yourself. I So I feel like, yes, sometimes it may be the wise thing to do to kind of avoid those type of conversations. But I think that some Christians or Christians have kind of made it like a thing to avoid those kind of conversations altogether or be ignorant in a way to kind of the questions or the worries or the the concerns that non-Christians have about Christianity. So when I was talking to this guy, we were talking, 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 and then he was just basically saying that, and I, and okay, let me not say what he was basically saying, but I, I realized that the topic of his conversation was kind of going back. It was kind of circling around the church and all the things that the church 
had done or hadn't done and um he made a comment so i'm in ireland currently and he made a comment about how like um there was something that happened in the church and that the, the church did something i don't know too much about it but he was just like oh the church he just said you know after what the church did we kind of all just fell off that's exactly what he said and i realized that a lot of it comes from misconceptions around the church misconceptions around around what christianity is meant to do misconceptions around who christians are meant to be that kind of thing and i feel like so much hurt has come from the church institution that people are just even totally dissuaded from the faith altogether so while we were talking and he asked me a question he was like oh so if there's a god if god exists like why do people die or why is the world the way it is now or oh my goodness this that and that and this and that and i was like i'm not going to lie to you i have the same questions and he was almost kind of flabbergasted <laughs> like oh why do you have the same questions as me if you believe and i told him that i feel like some christians are oblivious to like oblivious in a way that is harmful oblivious in the sense that they almost don't want to admit that they have the same kind of concerns or they have the same kind of questions i remember was it like two summers ago i think 2019 summer i actually had a friend that was actively asking me the person is christian but he was still actively asking me like why does this thing happen and i literally had to say like i don't know i don't know why god chooses to allow these things to happen because I know my God is almighty and all-powerful. He can stop whatever he wants to stop. And he can do whatever he wants to do. That is what makes him God, you know? That's not only what makes him God, but that's part of the reasons why he's God. You get what I mean? But yeah, it was like, he he was not like, so like, what's the whole point of your faith? I was like, my the whole point of my faith is the, is the choice of my faith. And I was telling him that a lot of the time, we have to realize that the things, some of the things that are happening in the world... It's happening because of free will, not because there isn't a God. And I told him that, you know, people exercise their free will in ways that they choose to exercise it, you know. And he was more or less saying like, okay, but like if there's a God, why can't he do this, do that? And I was like, well, I, I, can't, I can't really tell you why. Like I, I gave him the explanation of, yes, like people have free will, so they can't choose to do what they want to do, that kind of thing. But I can't tell you why God doesn't stop what is happening or why God doesn't choose to do something. And I told him because that if I try to do that, that means I'm trying to put God in a frame of a framework that I can understand. And literally, human beings only use 5% of our brains. Why on earth would I try to fit an almighty God into a 5% of my brain? Hello? Is it even up to 5%? I don't even know. But like... That's exactly what I was trying to explain to him, that I can't, for the life of me, if I believe in an almighty God, why would I try to understand him? And I was like, the whole point of me serving this, my God, or of me serving God, is that I can't understand everything that is going through his mind. I can't quite exactly fathom everything that is going to happen. I can't anticipate what God's next move is going to be, because he isn't predictable, he isn't a human being. And I told him, I can't fit him into the framework. And I was like, whoever is trying to understand God in his holiness has their own definition of holiness. And they're looking for a way for God to con 
like conform to their own understanding of what is God or what is human, no, not human, of what is holy, of what is right, of what is good. Whereas God operates against his own standard of holiness. Well, I would say standard of holiness. He is holiness. But yes, in that way. And I realized that the reason why um, Christians or he may have been dissuaded, maybe I won't say that's the reason, but maybe part of it is because some Christians don't like to admit to the fact that they don't know. And I, and I find that sometimes a bit scary to admit to the fact that you don't know what God is going to do or you don't know what's on God's mind or you don't know why God allows the things that happen to happen. And I think that it's a very, very scary place for us to be. Maybe, let me now just make it personal. It's a very, very scary place for me to be in the space of uncertainty of what is going to happen next or what God is going to do or who God is going to make me. It's a very, very uncertain place. And I think that generally speaking, human beings like the idea that they have control over their situations. They have control over what is going to happen. They have control over who they're going to be, what life is going to look like. They have a general sense, an idea of or control and we have a God that exists outside of our control. Do you get what I mean? So trying to explain that to other people almost now seems like, oh my goodness, you don't have any control of the situation. You don't understand what's happening. And Christians almost, I think, are oblivious to that or they don't want to admit that. Or maybe not, let me not say Christians. Let me just say maybe my own personal view of Christianity or my personal view of how Christians have behaved in times past. So it almost comes across as ignorant. You know what I mean? And I was telling him that, I, I told him in that conversation that I'm not trying to convert him to Christianity, that I just want him to know that the concerns that he may have about the church or the concerns that he may have about, oh, why isn't God doing this? Or why isn't God doing that? are the same concerns that sometimes I have. Or I can't lie, most times I have. But I choose, irrespective of the concerns that I may have, to serve God because I know that God is still a good God. I think that maybe boils down to my own understanding of God's goodness and of God's holiness and of God's judgment that I can't start explaining to someone in like, what, a 30 minute convo because that would literally take me a long time to get through that because it's literally taking me, what, 22 years of my life to kind of understand that. But I think that it was just interesting to see that we had the same concerns, but he had just never met someone that had shared with him that they had the same concerns as he did, even though we were of different faiths or lack thereof do you get what I mean and I found that so it it was to me it was such a a beautiful conversation because it was such an honest one and I think that that's something that Christians are kind of avoiding honesty in a way not on not, not honesty like oh my god Jesus is in the way the truth and the life Jesus is the way the truth and the life but I think honesty in in terms of how they perceive things or in terms of how they live life or in terms of how they view things as well that maybe someone who isn't of the same faith needs to hear 
or needs to know in order to understand that even though, yes, we believe in a higher power, we believe in Jesus, we believe that Jesus died for our sins, we believe that, you know, God is the God of the universe, he created it, wow, I was like, but uh, I said I was like, but it still doesn't mean that I'm not human, it still doesn't mean that I don't have human concerns, it still doesn't believe I can't see what is happening right in front of me, so yes, he even asked me like, oh, am I a creationist? Like, do I believe in the creation story? And I was like, yes, as a Christian, I believe that God created the earth in seven days. He was not like, okay, but like, how do you explain this? And how do you explain that? And I was like, I can't even lie to you. I don't know how to explain dinosaurs because guess what? There are physical evidences of existence of dinosaurs on the earth as per like the bones and stuff. But like, they were not talking about that in the Bible. You know what I mean? And I told him, I can't even tell you that, but I can't tell you what I believe. And the thing is, I told him, I know those things exist. I know that they existed and they were on this earth because we see the evidence of it. So I don't even doubt that it's, it's somewhere there in, in the creation of the earth. I do believe that it was there, but I am not going to deny the existence of or the creation theory that is in the Bible. So I had to explain to him that I think about these things that you're thinking about and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm thinking about them. And there are things that, yes, personally, in my space of prayer, I do ask God like, hello, sir, what about dinosaurs? Especially those flying ones. Those flying ones kind of look scary, if you ask me. But I was able to tell him like, yeah, I have the same concerns you do. I don't want you thinking that you are the only one that has these concerns. I just have a different belief system. I just believe in a different way, if that makes sense. And we got to talking about the Bible. We even got to talking about how, what do I think about the Bible justifying misogyny and things like that. I was like, ooh. Like he was really asking me all these questions. And it got to a point where he would ask me some questions that I didn't know the answer to. And like, you know, one thing I realized is that maybe another, like I said earlier on this podcast, that some things like the things that some things that Christians are afraid to do is admit that they don't know. That's one thing that some Christians are afraid to do. And I there were times I was just like, I can't lie to you, fake. I don't know. That's his name. Oh my god, I, I realized I shouldn't have said his name on here. But like, you know, I just told him, like, honestly, I don't know. And that's what I said. I don't know. Because I'm not afraid to admit that there are things that I don't know. But it does not affect my belief system. Do you get what I mean? Like, it doesn't affect the fact that I still believe, if that makes sense. And he asked me why. And I was like, honestly, sometimes it's hard. But for me, it's just a choice. For me, it's just the choice that I make. And I think that that just boils down to the whole idea that God has given us free will. But it's literally, for me, just a choice. And it's a choice that I choose to make every day. You know how we say God is love. And you know, in like they say, if you love somebody, you wake up choosing them every day. It's the same thing with me and God. It's the same thing with me and Christianity. I wake up every day and choose Christianity and choose God and choose Jesus. In spite of all the things that I see happening in the world. In spite of the bad things that may be happening in my own life that I feel like I personally should take control over. Because if I take control, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I choose Christianity in spite of all the things that I know I can do and lead them to someone that I don't even fully know. 
but I trust that somehow he knows me better than I know myself and he can deal with me in the appropriate way. And that's what I told him. And he was like, oh, wow, this conversation has given him a lot to think about. And I think that that sometimes should be like the, like the aim and purpose. Um, there's this guy, Preston Perry, that used to do like street evangelism where he was telling people about Jesus, even telling people of other faiths or people from even the same Christian denomination, just talking to them about faith and giving them something to think about, giving them a different perspective than the one that was given to them without a conversation, given to them with a closed, like closed ending or, or clo- is it well, closed? Well, I'm thinking about closed ended questionnaires, but yeah, without giving them closed ended opinions, opinions that weren't open to conversation. This is where faith meets conversation. Hello. But yeah, um, I just found that really interesting and I did want to share. So yeah. That is where faith meets conversation with Kenke. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.